Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Schapp. Cameron Smith wins the 2022 Players' Championship and pockets $3.6 million for his work over the five days. I say five days because of the weather delays that they had to endure there in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Unraban Lahiri pocketed $2.18 million with his second-place finish. Paul Casey shot 11 under par, he took home $1.38 million. Kevin Kisner, just below the $1 million threshold, 10 under par, $980,000. Not a bad payday for the players this year. Coming up on this edition of From the Short Grass, I sit down with a longtime golfing buddy and friend. Tracy Harris has had to endure a lot over this last year, a kidney transplant and a liver transplant but he is doing so much better than he was before. I sit down and share his story, and it's a story that will tug at your heart. Tracy is a great guy and a great competitor on the golf course, and I hope you will enjoy listening to his story. Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. If you're looking for a place to find a great auction, go to their website, blackmanauctions.com, look at all their auctions that are coming up, and find one that fits what you're looking for. Blackman Auctions, one of our great sponsors of From the Short Grass. We're back after this. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity. To anticipate rather than react. To deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world. And to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. 
With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square District of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. On the tee, Tracy Harris. Well, Tracy Harris, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass. Good to see you, and uh, you're looking great, I know, but... Man, about what a year, year and a half ago, yeah, you didn't really know how much longer you had. No, back in uh, probably last May, I found out I was needing, you know, the ki- uh, first a liver transplant, and then they came and told me it was a kidney transplant too. So, I uh, went through a bunch of tests all summer long, and finally I got the good news and uh, had my transplant on my liver New Year's Eve day, and had the one on the kidney New Year's Day. So. Doing good. Went to the doctor this past Monday, and they said every, all my numbers look good, and everything's working out great. You've got to make sure your body doesn't reject right. those, and mine hasn't. So it's like they pretty much found a good match for you. That's right. They did, yes. And unfortunately, when they find a good match for you, that means someone else had to pass away, pass away sure for does. those organs to become available. Either either naturally or, you know, could have been in an accident. But, that, yes, that's that's the sad part about it, I guess, is that – you know, somebody has to pass away and die. I mean, it's just the reality of it. When you first picked up a golf club, mm-hmm. do you remember yeah. how old you were and where you were? I don't remember how old I was, but I, I remember the first day I went out and played. I grew up at, at 322 South Oak. I had a I had a childhood friend or neighborhood friend like we all did. Lived a block down the street from me. He lived at 5th and Oak. And uh, he and this other guy were going to play golf one day. And uh, they, for some reason, I don't even remember, Trey, but anyway, I went with them, went down to Rebsman, played all 27 holes in the rain. In the rain? In the rain. Didn't know, any, you know, I didn't know any different. I mean, I didn't know. I remember it rained on us. I, I don't know if I'd had this set yet or not, but we had some friends that lived at Heber Springs, and we'd go up there and spend the weekend with them. And I remember they had a, a room there where I would sleep, like a game room, had a pool table, and they had a closet. And one time, I remember the closet door was open, and there was like that junior starter set or you know we all had driver three wood three five seven nine and a putter and their son had had uh they'd gotten it for him years ago anyway i think and i'm, I'm pretty sure i got my dad they talked into buying those from him and that that was probably my first set but and i don't remember if i used them that day or not i probably did but that that was the first day i went and played when did you realize that golf was something that you wanted to play throughout life and compete Probably when I was about 15, I played baseball all from the time I was five. And it's it's funny to say now, but I, I played played catcher, loved playing catcher, loved it. And that's part of my childhood I miss was playing baseball. I loved it. Well, I played down at 5th and Brown and Lamar Porter. Well, I was 15, one of my dad's sisters, her first husband had passed away, and she met my uncle, Ross Holloman. Ross worked for the Yellow Pages, and he was a really good golfer. He'd, he'd shoot probably in the mid-70s upper 70s so i met him when i was about well, 13 or 14 and he'd take my cousin and i out and show us stuff and i kind of just getting more and more interested but when i got 15 i thought you know this golf and baseball overlap yeah and i thought when you get old which i was thinking like 40 you know i thought can't play baseball 
I thought, you can play golf. And I, I never thought about competing or anything. And so I, I dropped baseball, never played again, went and started practicing golf and all that stuff. And as far as the competition, uh, I was telling somebody this last night. I, I, you know, I went to work for John Hearns out at Arnold Palmer Driving Range. And I remember John said, uh, you going to play in the junior stroke play? And I said, the what? I said, I, I, don't, I don't know what that is. He said, well, it's down like at Hot Springs Country Club. He said, if I call Monk Wade and get you in, you want to play? And I said, sure. I, I didn't I didn't know what to do, didn't know anything about it. And I think I shot, I really did, I shot like 100. But I don't know, I just kind of got hooked and started playing and loved, and like I said, you know, love the competition. Like you, you do too, probably, I'm sure. You know, somebody asked me, why do you keep playing? I said, you know, you I told somebody last night, we, we're, you know, we're like a brotherhood and a fraternity out there, mm-hmm. and we miss each other. We, we love seeing each other. And it's not like, I mean, you know, used to we had a tournament about every weekend starting April through Labor Day, and it'd be like, hey, Trey, you going to Stuttgart next weekend? Yeah, I'll see you there. Bye. You know, that that that's kind of part of it too, though. But I, it, but I, I just kind of played in those two or three tournaments, and I thought, you know, this is kind of cool. Did you play in college? Yeah. Played out there at ULR. Didn't play much, but I played some, yeah. I walked on out there. Did, didn't Like I said, I didn't know nothing about it. I, I was uh, – we were in high school, and I remember uh, I asked – our football coach was a golf coach, and I said, Coach Freder, I said, do they have golf out at ULR? Well, that's how little I knew about it. And he said, yeah. He said, you going to be over at the high school overall on Friday? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, I'll introduce you to the golf coach. So he introduced me to Bob Arrington. Bob was really the student union director. And then he and he was a golf coach, and uh, so he said, "Come by and see me, you know, when school starts, and I'll let you know where we're." So the first place we went was Maumelle Country Club. Well, I'd never played no place like that. I mean, I was playing Rebsman and Hyman and Fair Park, and I thought, you know, if I could just shoot around 80 out here today, I'll be okay. Well, I shot 96. Played with Bart Owens, who became one of my dear friends, and I remember he asked Bob. He said, "How is he?" And he said. He hits his driver good and his long iron's good. And he said, pass that, <laughs> he's nothing. <laughs> and that was the truth. Couldn't chip and putt, nothing. But anyway, and these guys come in and, they, you know, what would you shoot, Trey? 74. What would you shoot? 75. And I thought, wow. I thought, man, I'm not trying to get on the tour. I'm just trying to get on this little old college golf team. And so I, Bob told me, he said, I'll let you walk on uh, in the spring. It was either the spring or next – I think it might have been the next year. And so he did, and I just – Hung around, so. And then you graduated. Yeah. And got a job, a real job. Got a real job. And you still played. Yeah, yeah. When did you meet one of your good friends, Jay Fox? I met Jay when uh, I used to work at, it used to be, now it's golf headquarters down here on Markham, but it was T to Green Golf Shop. And we were over here in the uh, shopping center behind uh, Shorty Smalls. I had refereed some basketball, you know, I refereed basketball, and I'd done some, and I'd taken a year or two off because just couldn't get many games, and I, I'd kind of given up on it. Jay worked for Norwood. Norwood was in that uh, office building right there kind of next to us. And Jay walked in there one day, and I kind of knew who Jay was, I think. You don't know, seen his name. Uh, because when I was in college, we used to have a tournament down at Rebsman in the spring, and Jay would come down there and play like an individual from UCA. And I remember we got to talking and found out that his dad was, you know, Norris Fox. And I thought, well, yeah, that's that guy I've seen referee. You know, I really liked watching. Anyway, we just got to talking, and 
I remember Jay said, like, you referee basketball or football? And I said, well, I, I haven't. Yeah, you know, I said, I hadn't done it in a year or so. And he said, well, you need to come out. I said, we need some help. And so that's where I met some other guys. And I went out and did that and been friends with Jay ever since. I mean, I mean we've talked about it. I, that was probably, Trey, I don't know, around 1990-ish probably. It was because I went to work out of college in 88. So it was probably around 86 or so. Wow. Late yeah. 80s. Yeah, late 80s. So I've known Jay for, what's that, 35, probably we've probably 35 years. Yeah, and you and him have traveled all over the world playing golf. We have. We have. We've been to Lima, Peru twice, Bogota, Colombia. Been out of the state, played in the Mid-South four ball. We've, he's like my brother. Yeah. He really is. My mom and dad loved him too. When you think about your time playing ASGA events – what stands out the most to you? As far as like wins, you mean? Wins or just, you know, the camaraderie that you were talking about earlier? I think it is the camaraderie. I, I do. I think it is. I, I, you know, uh, of course, you know, I mean, not being funny, winning's always nice. You know, I remember the first tournament I won was down at Stuttgart, what we had down there, and winning the state amateur is good. And, you know, I, <laughs> he probably don't want me saying this, but I came back and beat Jay one time and, down at the old uh, Stone Links, he doesn't he doesn't remember. He probably doesn't want to remember that. But he we we didn't get mad at each other, but we didn't talk for a week or so. <laughs> <laughs> so but uh, no, it, it's just the camaraderie. And man, I mean, just think of the places I've, I've not even tournaments that I've gotten to go. You know, what I mean, I've I know the players this week. I, you know, I got to go down there and play with my one of my ex bosses. We went down there like two or three times, and you know, been to Palm Springs and played and just. Different things like that, but the, the ASGA, I think it's the camaraderie. I mean, I do. You know, I'm, and I and I know people probably know this, but you know, that Robert set up that GoFundMe page, which I told him not to do. But anyway, mm-hmm. but I was just, I was just overwhelmed at how many people, you know, gave money for that. And and my point is, a lot of them were the guys I play in tournaments with, you know, and uh, that you're probably beating. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, and then I thought, I thought, man, this is just this is too much to handle. But I, I do, I think it's the camaraderie. I do because, you know, we kind of look out for each other. You know that. There you was know. a goal of twenty thousand dollars, and I think I looked earlier today; it was over twenty-seven thousand dollars raised. Right. That's right. It's well, I think that says a lot about what they think of you. Well, I appreciate it. When you really think about it. Yeah, I was. Like I said, I was overwhelmed. I, I I didn't know how to look it up, and I, I looked it up. I was sitting up there in the hospital room one night, and I looked it up and started looking down the list of who gave. And it wasn't the amount that mattered. It was just who gave. And, man, I started crying. I thought, this is this is incredible. Mm-hmm. I thought, I didn't know this. I hate to say it this way, but I thought, I didn't know this many people cared. They do. But they do. And it's it's been overwhelming. It really has. But I'm just saying, a lot of those guys, you know, were guys that you play in the tournaments with, and it, it. I just, I just think the. I mean, like I said, winning's great. You know that. It's all. It's always fun. That's what we're trying to do. But it's the old saying, you know. I'm gonna go out there and try to beat your brains in. You're gonna try to beat mine in. But afterwards, we'll go in there and sit down and have a burger or something and eat lunch. You know, and that's what's cool about it. I think about Stan, Stan Lee a lot, oh, uh, yeah. especially when it comes to match play. You get on that first hole and you shake hands, and Stan's thinking, "I'm about to just whoop your tail." Oh. But when it's all said and done, 
it's a handshake and let's go inside and talk about the round yeah. and everything. Yeah. He's one of your good friends. Oh, yeah. He's, he, he really is. He's, uh, excuse me. He's, he's taught me a lot. He's, I never thought in my life I'd beat a guy like that. You know, I mean, he's played on the tour and everything. And Stan's helped me more than I can ever say. But, you know, we had a match like that in the match play. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And he, I guarantee you, by the way he played on that front nine, he was he was trying to bury me as quick as he could because he just about did. But He's also had some quick one-liners for you, too, oh, that, yeah. that I remember, some cup matches oh, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's – uh, He's been a, a dear, dear friend. He he calls and checks on me now, and, and you know, and I'd call him up and say, "Hey, can you watch me hit some balls?" And he'd say, "You know, I'd drive up here to Red Apple, let him watch me." And he's very knowledgeable, and he's just great to to have as a friend. I, I cherish his friendship. Yeah, I've taken some some quotes from him that I've overheard him say that are just those one-line zingers that oh, yeah. I've zinged some people with. I mean, I, I think about, and I, I mean, this is no disrespect no. to anybody, but no. old Waverly over in Mississippi, Arkansas, yep. Yep. Mississippi Cup matches. One year, you didn't make it past a certain hole, and he asked you about how the green was holding on the next hole. Oh, did he? And and oh. it was like, hey, Tracy, how's that green on 14 holding today? And yeah. you said – well, Stan, I, I don't know. I didn't make it there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the funny one of the funniest things I ever heard him say was, "We were playing the cup matches against the pros." And I don't want to tell you which pro it was, but anyway, he's playing the guy on the end of it. You know how we get in there on Saturday night and have a little cocktail party, and they announce the singles. Well, he announced he's playing such and such, and the guy he was playing, he goes, "Jay." He goes, he's talking to Jay Fox, and he said, "Jay," he said, "On seventeen, he said." Because we were playing, what, the Arlington course. He, had right. high he goes, on 17, he said, don't put that pin way back there on the back, on that little level back there. He said, don't do that. And Stan said, just as quiet as he could be, he goes, you don't have to worry about that. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, we won't make it that far. <laughs> and I mean, the whole room, that guy looked at him like, well, you sorry, no good, so-and-so. <laughs> and I, I mean, no room erupted, just like, woo. Yeah, but, and I bet they didn't make it to 17 that day. I don't think day. they did, no. No, <laughs> no, they didn't. I don't think they did either. But it was just funny. He said, you don't have to worry about that. Just calm like that. And he said, you're not going to make it that far. Obviously, playing the game of golf, you don't think about Hall of Fames. No. But you are in the Arkansas State Golf Association Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, COVID happened, and there wasn't a real banquet and everything for it, Mm -mm. but you're still in. Yep, yeah. Uh, Something I never even thought about, to be honest. I just, you know, like I I said, I just wanted to – I just wanted to win. I I got played, like you said earlier, got involved in the competition part, and I just – heck, I just wanted to win. I didn't think anything about getting into a Hall of Fame. That was never a goal of mine, but it's certainly an honor. One I never expected. One I never expected. So, what is your biggest win? I think probably winning the state amateur. And uh, what course was that at? Lost Springs. And I got another win that people don't really know about. I went to Panama City, Panama, and I won down there. And I thought, man, I thought I won in another country. And I played. No, I saved the same course, but I, it is the same course. But I played the same course where they play the uh, Corn Ferry Tour event mm-hmm. because my tournament was the last one they had. And the next year, 
they, we didn't we didn't get an invitation. And my, my boss said, call that guy. See if you can email that guy and find out what's going on. And I did. And they had, they they took over. They had a nationwide event and dropped this amateur event. But I'd say those two are my biggest ones. You know, it's always great to win the state amateur and and the you know the mid senior state matches and the senior match that I won. All those. I'd say that was my. But I, I also said this. I'm gonna come back one day and play. I, I'm I'm not gonna say if, but when I come back, I'm gonna win eventually somewhere. Maybe super senior, but I'm gonna win. That'll probably be my biggest victory. But I hadn't won it yet. But, and I don't care if it's me and one other guy. If I win it, that's gonna that that'll probably be my biggest victory, to be honest. After what I've kind of gone through, so to speak. I would say that probably would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know there are a lot of people out there that are waiting on your return. Well, thank you. And I know they're going to see you walk <laughs> onto that first tee. They're going to be like, there he is. Yeah. Dad Gummity's back, you know, or something. <laughs> so that's what I want them to think, though, you know. That's what I want them to think. So, But, no, I, like I said, it's, it's been a, the support I've had has been great. really has. Well, I think it says a lot about when you go through what you've been able – what you've had to go through unfortunately, but to see the respect that others have for you. Mm-hmm. I see what it means to you here, mm-hmm. and I know what it means to them to be able to support you as well. And it's not just those within golf, but your official buddies sure. as well. Sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, Blake Trantham, you know, and Don Brodell and those guys, and I got another guy over here named uh, Don Raines. Uh, you know, those guys have helped me. Tremendously, and they support me too. You know, I mean, uh, if something happens to me here at the house, they, I could call them; they'd be right here. Yeah. So it's good to have friends like that. Oh yeah, yeah. They're I wouldn't trade them for anybody. All right, last couple of questions. Best golf course you've ever played? We used to go play at a tournament in a place in outside of Evansville, Indiana. And they have the Corn Ferry Tour there. It's called Victoria National Golf Club. It is so hard. I think it's probably the hardest place I've played. Really? I know I know Richard they had like the two thousand and twelve senior amateur up there and Ron Richard qualified for it. And he said somebody from the USGA told him that from a just kind of viewing the course, not not far as far as playing, it was the most like intimidating course they'd seen. I mean it was. It it was tough. But you know, I, I love I used to love playing old Rosswood too though. You know, well, you know, they, that breaks my heart. They canceled it. But Victoria National, I mean, was good. Like I said, and I went and played the TPC. The TPC was, you know, you go down there and play and shoot about 82, and you think, how somebody shoot 65 on this thing? Mm-hmm. Makes, you, makes you realize how good those guys are. No doubt. I mean, how good they really are. All right. You can pick a fantasy foursome, uh-huh. living or deceased. Uh-huh. What other three golfers are you going to play with? I'm going to take my Uncle Ross. I would like to play with Ben Hogan. I'd like to play with him, and and another guy I'd probably like to play with. Uh, you know, I'd like to play with somebody like Fuzzy Zeller too. I like to always oh, used to like old Fuzzy and follow him. So, last probably. one to win the Masters in his first try. That's right. Nineteen. Salatoris was close last year. That's right. That's right. But uh, probably those four. I mean, you know, I got other buddies I'd I'd like to play with, but I mean, those those four probably would be my dream foursome. I guess you could say. Tracy, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Trey. Thank and, you for uh, doing this. I you appreciate look, it. You look amazing. Well, thank you.
Everybody tells me that, so they say my voice sounds good and good and strong, so, you know, you don't listen to yourself talk. So, <laughs> you know, I say, well, whatever, if that's true, so. Well, you'll be able to listen to it now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, everything's going good. I've been really blessed and uh, very fortunate, very fortunate that it's uh, had a great doctor up there. Uh, that surgeon guy was, I, I can't pronounce his last name, Dr. Gavorkius or Dvorkius, we call him, I could call him Dr. G, so I can't pronounce his name, but, I mean, they, those people at UAMS, I mean, I, I can't say enough accolades about them. They've, they've taken care of me, watched over me. I mean, he was, he was great. They, they'd come in there every morning, like at 830 and check on you. And, uh, it's, it's just been, been blessed and been good that everything worked out like it did. That's awesome. Yeah. We're going to see you on the course soon. I hope so. I hope so. I'm. I thought about playing a little bit late this summer, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to or not. I, I think the boys at Edwin Watts have a set for you, and if you don't like <laughs> it, you can return it. They'll have another one for oh, you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I went over there the other day. <laughs> I went over there the other day. I just wanted to go go over and just see them, say hi, you know, just to kind of get out of the house. So yeah, I went over there the other day. They've been good to me too. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels is one of our great sponsors of From the Short Grass. I saw Matthew Allen down in Tampa, Florida, at the SEC basketball tournament. Matthew is a great guy, and bphotels.com is where you will find all of their great properties. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, one of our good sponsors of From the Shortgrass. We're back after this. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. On the tee with our weekly rules segment, it's PGA Master Professional, Adam Corning. Adam, this comes in from Randy and Cersei. He asks, when can I change to a different golf ball during my round? Let's first address before the competition and notice to competitors, conditions competition. Is um, the one ball, is rule, the one in ball rule in effect? So if I'm let's playing, define that for those that don't understand. Correct. The one ball rule can be adopted by the committee, which states that the make and model of the golf ball that you begin the round with must be played throughout the entire round. So It's not for those that think, well, I've got to play with that same ball the whole time. Right. No. That's a common misconception. It's like, okay, well, one ball rule, I hit it in the water on the first hole. I'm, I'm done. done. Let's just say a, a Titleist Pro V1 X golf ball is what you tee off with. If the one ball condition is in effect, you must play the entire round with a Titleist Pro V1 X golf ball. If it's a Pro V1 X golf ball that was made in 2020 that's the ball that you must continue with can i change my ball from a titleist pro v1 x to a callaway um, if you're playing a casual round of golf sure if you're playing a round of golf in competition where the one ball rule is not in effect sure 
but when the one ball rules in fact you have to stick with the same make model as far as changing your golf ball hey i've played six holes with this ball and it's got some bad juju because i've made two doubles and four bogeys this thing's out of play i'm you know, but you get to the seventh tee and you put a new ball into play, no problem. So you can always change balls between the play of two holes. When we get into substituting a golf ball, which would happen during the course of play, we can change golf balls because we're between holes. We can substitute a golf ball. For example, I've hit my ball into a penalty area. I don't have to wade into 12 feet of water and find that golf ball. I'm allowed to substitute a ball under those circumstances. Right. My ball is unplayable and I can't get to it, but I can see it and I can identify it. Maybe it's up in a tree. I can substitute a ball and continue playing under those circumstances. There are situations, anytime you see a rule that says the player must place or drop a ball, that is saying, in essence you can substitute a ball in this situation. And then oftentimes within the rules, it will say the player may substitute a ball uh, just, just for clarity. And I know they've cleared, done some clarity on that with the new revision of the rules. So other than those circumstances, the only time that you could substitute a ball that is in play is if the ball has been damaged. It's visibly cracked. It's visibly cut. I can't think of a time that I've seen that happen since the solid core golf ball came about. You know, I was playing a lot of golf ball, catch one a little bit thin. Some of your younger listeners are having no idea what we're talking about. You put a nice smiley face on that golf ball. Um, And I cut it. Yeah. And, you know, under those circumstances, yeah, I'm going to be able to substitute a ball because I've, I've inflicted damage to that golf ball. It's important to note that a golf ball that's scraped, is not damaged. So if you hit a tee shot that hits the cart path and it leaves a nice, you know, black or brown mark on the ball, that is not damaged to where you can replace that golf ball or substitute a golf ball for that. You know, visibly cracked, cut, out of shape, you know, whatever it may be. He's Adam Carney. I am Trey Shappy. If you've got a question on the rules of golf, send us an email from the shortgrass at gmail.com. That will do it for this edition of From the Shortgrass. If you would like to donate to Tracy Harris's liver and kidney transplant care, go to GoFundMe and search Tracy Harris liver and kidney transplant care. The next time you find your ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more. And I hope to see you from the shortgrass. You've been listening to From the Shortgrass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.